to get to hide the word of God in your heart is by singing the songs. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 61, 3, that he has given us a garment of praise for the spirits of heaviness, that we might be called trees of righteousness, the planet of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Amen. God, God knew that there would be times in our lives that we would face situations and circumstances. So he said, let me clothe them with something that they could just worship. Amen. Because whoso offered praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordered his conversational right will I show the salvation of God. Amen. He'll show up. Amen. So you just keep worshiping and praising him. Amen. All the way through to the throne of grace. Amen. So we want to get in our lesson tonight. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Luke 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give in your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. In other words, the way you give it will come right back to you. Keep on casting your bread upon the water. Soon it's going to come back home on every wave. So keep on casting your bread upon the waters. Soon it's going to come back home on every wave. Good measure, press down, shaking together, run it over. Soon it's going to come back home on every wave. Amen. <laughs> well, think about it. Give and it shall be given unto you. Now, through this lesson, we've been talking about the most important thing of giving is you. You. Give yourself. Like the song says, I give myself away so you can use me. Amen. So that's what God is looking for. You see, more than anything, is he's looking for us to give ourselves away. Amen. And so when we do this, we begin to see how we will begin to grow in the things of God. Amen. You have more talents and more abilities inside of you that you haven't even scratched the service. Amen. So God wants you to, he wants to pull those things out of you that he has placed in you for his kingdom. And first of all, it starts with us giving ourselves. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then we saw in 2 Kings 4, 8, the Shudamite woman, as Elijah would pass by, she says, I perceive that this is a holy man of God. And so she had her husband to build a little small chamber on the side of their house so that every time he passed by, he could turn into it. And we see the end story, the end results of this story. Amen. And so that's what God desires of us to do. We, we read the story of the Good Samaritan. In Luke chapter 10, we, we trace that story a little bit. You notice that Jesus tells the parable about a man who goes down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he falls among thieves. They beat him. They take his, his goods. They leave him half dead. And he says, by chance, a priest passed by on the other side. A Levite passed by, looked at him, passed by. But a good Samaritan came by. The good Samaritan bound up his wounds, poured in wine and oil, put him on his donkey, took him to the inn took care of him. The next day, he gave the innkeeper two pence and says, hey, take care of him. If he owes anything else, when I come again, I will repay. And Jesus says, which one do you think is his neighbor? And he says, I suppose the one that did the good deeds. He says, right. 
He says, go and do thou likewise. And so it's all about giving of ourselves to the kingdom of God more than anything else in our lives. And so as we have been studying this, we have looked at areas of our lives. Amen. We've got to connect with people. We, we saw a couple of weeks ago, we was talking about being able to connect. You're connected around people every day that believes and thinks just like you do. You're working with people on your job, you know, that's doing the same job that you do. They're going through some of the same things you're going through in life. So you need to know how to connect with them. Amen. You begin to talk to them. You begin to listen to them as they begin to share with you the things in their lives and things they're going through. And so you begin to connect with them. That's giving of yourself. You've got to be willing to spend some of your time to listen. When we follow Jesus' example, we see he was always willing to listen. He sat down. He went to the house of sinners. Whatever it took, amen, Jesus was a good listener. And so we need to get into that same mindset to be able to listen to what people are saying. People are looking for someone that they just can share their lives with. Amen. And begin to, uh, you know, just bring out that that's inside of them that they've been harboring for so long that they want to share. And by you giving of your time and yourself, amen, it is is good to, to let them expound on some of the things they're going through. And then through your wisdom and knowledge from the Word of God, you are able to give them godly counsel to help them to get on the right track. Amen. And so we need to connect with people. Give a smile. You ever notice you smile at somebody, they smile back? I'm waiting. <laughs> I always get Michaela, you know, because she... She always smiles. She has always has a good, pretty smile on her face all the time. Amen. So th- this is the thing you can do. People can be having a bad day sometimes, but if you offer a good smile, you know, it, you're giving of yourself, and it, it resonates right back to you. Amen. When you walk through the Walmart line, don't be angry. Purpose in your heart. When you go through the Walmart line and check it out, I'm going to give of myself today. So you pray early in the morning, you ask God, God, what will you have me to do? You know, and so as a result, when you're checking out, just ask the, the way or the cashier, hey, how's your day going? You having a great day? You know, sometimes they might not say, well, it's crummy, you know. And then just ask, why? And a piece of tone, just say, why? Or ask them, is there something I can pray about? Is something that I can pray with you about? And a lot of times I get people, sometimes I catch people off guard when I ask them that question because they think I'm going to go away and then pray. You know, when I get back to church or stuff like that, I blow their minds because as soon as they says, tell me, usually I says, okay, let's pray. Right here, right now. You know, because Jesus says if two of you agree on earth is touching anything in the name of the Lord, it should be done, right? It's perfect will. We want his perfect will to be done. So we want to connect. We want to smile. We want to listen to people. And we want to be grateful. We want to be grateful for the things that God has done for us. We don't want to complain. You know, you might have heard the story about the monk, right? Uh, you know, he, he went to monk school. And so every 10 years he gets to go go back to the, you know, the monastery and begin to, 
give his his likes and dislikes, but he can only do it with two words. So after the first ten years, he goes back, and it's his turn, and he says, "Okay, how was it?" He says, "Food bad." Next ten years, he comes back again. Ask him, say, "How was it?" Bed hard. Next 10 years, it's 30 years now. He's been a good monk. 30 years comes. He comes before him. Okay, how was it? I quit. <laughs> Guys, I'll get out of here. You've been complaining ever since you came. <laughs> you know, you know, we have to be grateful. The Bible tells us to in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 73, 77.3, if you complain, you become overwhelmed. Amen. So we don't want to get in the habit of complaining. We want to get in the habit of being thankful and everything. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We need to learn how to be thankful. Be ye thankful, the Bible tells us. Amen. And everything give thanks. And so that's where, where we are. And last week we was talk week four last, excuse me, we was looking at some of the ways to show gratitude uh, for a better life. Amen. And we talked about giving compliments. You know, compliment other people for their things that they do or, or their actions in life. Sometimes what people, how people dress or how people look, you can compliment them. You know, jobs well done. When people do something good, be willing to compliment them. Amen. Give a, a detailed example of appreciation. You know, if somebody gives you something, tell them you appreciate it. Somebody give you a card, hey, I really like that card you sent me. You know, you just want to do things to show your appreciation and gratitude to people. But as I said earlier, God wants you. That's all he wants is he wants you. Okay? He wants you to be the best you. And so, you know, he sends Jeremiah in Jeremiah 18. He sends Jeremiah down to the potter's house. And Jeremiah gets to the potter house, and the potter is doing the work on the wheel. And we know the story. The, the, the vessel that he's making is marred. It's, it's cracked. He's got a, got a problem. And so what the, the, the potter does is he presses it down, and he starts all over again. Starts all over again, and he make another vessel. See, when we give ourselves away, to God. That's kind of like what he does. Is he pushes us down and he starts all over again. He makes us all beautiful in a new way. Now, if you've ever been to Japan, you may know a thing called katsui, katsuji. Katsuji in Japan is what happens is when they make plates and dishes and bowls and stuff like that, sometimes they get broken. So instead of discarding it and throw it away, they bring it back together and they inlay it with gold filling. And they make a beautiful vessel out of those where it's been cracked. Yes, they put it all together and they bring it together with gold. And 
as a result, you still got a most beautiful vessel. See, that's what Jesus does to us. Sometimes we're broken. Sometimes we've got problems. But when I give myself away and says, God, I need you to fix me. I need you to take this situation. He will make us all new. The Bible says in, in Ecclesiastes 3, he makes all things new. He makes all things beautiful in his time. See, he takes us where we are. He knows what we're going through. He knows our situation. So, but it's my, it's up to me to give myself away so he can use me. See, I might think I'm, I'm just a piece of trash that has been thrown out. People would call you all kinds of names, say all bad things against you falsely, Jesus says, you know, and throw you out. You know, but notice what Jesus does. He picks you up and puts you back together. You know, when when Nehemiah was sent to build the wall again at, at Jerusalem, all it was, the Bible says, all it was was a bunch of rubbish. You know, and they said, can any good thing come out of all this rubbish? But what did Nehemiah do? He sipped through it and he built the wall back again. Beautiful wall around Jerusalem all again. You know, that's what God wants from us. He knows our frailties. He knows our idiosyncrasies. He knows everything that's going on in our lives. So when we give ourselves to him, he takes us and then he molds us in his image and brings us to be just like him. That's his overall goal is to make you like him. That's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. See? And so we, we have to be willing to give away. Give ourselves away to him. Let him use you for his purpose. For, given freely means given without fear of inadequacy. And without expectation of getting something in return. And giving freely means giving more of yourself and giving with great thought. Think about that. Giving freely means giving without inadequacy and without expectation of getting something in return. You know, when you, as I said earlier, when you give a compliment, don't expect a compliment back. It'll come automatically. See, the reason you've got to get in the habit of giving is because, like Scripture says, you give, it's going to be given to you. But you give expecting nothing in return. And when it comes, you're edified. But see, if I give Sister Michaela a $20 bill, then what am I going to start doing? I'm going to start looking for 20 bucks back, you know. But if I give to her and expect nothing in return, I'm not looking for her to give it to me in any way. It can be given over here, somebody else. The Bible says the Lord knows the thing we have need of before we ever asked. See, David says, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. See, God is going to take care of you. So when you give a compliment to somebody, don't expect that individual to give you a compliment back. If you send a card to somebody, don't expect that individual to send you a card back. Say, God knows what you do. 
if we do everything for the kingdom of God, say, you're never going to be lacking. You're never going to be wanting. Because it's his kingdom. And when we give to his kingdom, he will make everything beautiful in his time. Number one, random acts of kindness. This is given at its best. This is given just because. Just because. How many times we sing that song? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. You know, what could, where would I be if God had not saved me? So that should be enough right there in me to want to give to his kingdom. You know, David, you know, said, I will not give unto the Lord nothing that don't cost me something. Amen. And the best we have to give is to us. God don't need my money. You know why? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. It all belongs to him. So he don't need your money. You know, he wants you. See? Because when he has you, he can flow through you. See? Everything the kingdom needs, God is looking for men and women that will give themselves to him to be used of God. And that way, you freely give. When he gives to you, you freely give. Nobody has to hold a gun to your head when you love God. When it's him and you. Amen. It's just that way. So we got to look for those random acts of kindness. This is just given because let someone cut in line. Don't get angry. You know? I can't believe they cut me off. That's one of my habits I like to do when I see a lot of people. I'll stand and I'll hold the door open. And people come in and they say, oh, thank you. I say, I'm just getting in practice for heaven. <laughs> you know, they get a big smile on their face, you know. <laughs> you know, they could be down, they get a big smile on their face, you know, and stuff. You know, just just little stuff like that. This lady one day at Walmart parking lot, she had on his shirt, says, y'all need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I so I stopped her. I says, tell me why I need Jesus. <laughs> She And she wanted to apologize for her shirt. Oh, I shouldn't have probably wore this. I may offend you. I said, no. I says, I think your shirt is great. You know? See, people do need Jesus. I do too. Amen. Because Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. <laughs> so wake me up if you need to. <laughs> you know? But I do, I do little stuff like that, you know, to, to people. You know? And, and just uh, let them do it. I don't mind somebody cutting in line in front of me. You know, I said, come on, Sarah, come on, Ether, come on, <laughs> you, know, you know, Myrtle, <laughs> you know, Connie, you know, you know, those Norwegian names, you know, <laughs> Sonia, come on, get in line. <laughs> but, but, but don't get angry when someone cuts you off. 
Or if somebody comes get in front of the line because the line is long, they'll let them go ahead. You never know. You know you're not entertaining an angel. <laughs> the Bible says in Hebrews 13, Let brotherly love continue and be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for some have entertained angels unaware. So God might be sending that angel to check my attitude. Give some space. Let them in. You never know. Sometimes that person might get in front of you and turn around and start talking and give you the opportunity to share the gospel. You never know. So let them cut in line in front of you. Amen. When you go to the restaurant, surprise them. Leave a bigger tip than what you would normally leave. You know, you never know. Sometimes you might leave a tip bigger and it surprised them. It was at one restaurant one Sunday and I gave, you know, left a good, pretty good tip and I gave the young lady a, a church card. And it was about, my goodness, five or six months later, I went back to the same restaurant and I had as a waiter again. You know? And I, here I is with all my preacher friends and district board and everything. And she walks up and she says, I know you. You know? And she opened her little booklet that she takes and write down what people want. And she pulled out my church card. She said, you gave me this when I was your waiter before. Little acts of kindness. Will it lead? I don't know. Those little simple things. Be prepared to leave something. Surprise them. You know? Make a difference. And then what Jude says in Jude 22, on some have compassion, make a difference. And others pull out of the fire, hating even their garments spotted by the flesh. See, we have to do these little acts of kindness because that's given of ourselves. The golden rule, remember, always play a part in this life that we now live. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How would you like to be treated? You know, we were missionaries. They were, it was not uncommon to be on deputation, you know, and I, we'd go to a restaurant sometimes early in the morning, my wife and I, and we'd be traveling, trying to get out of town. And it would have been easy to just say, man, let's eat and get out of here, you know, but it was always seemed like a waitress that would come and we'd start talking to her and she, she would tell us her story, what she was waitressing and what she was going through, you know. And we would always give her something special before we left to make a difference in her life. Because how would I like to be treated? Give of ourselves in this situation. Amen. You know, recently it's been said that a lot of people is going through drive-thrus. They have this thing now that they pay for the car behind them. I'm sure you probably heard of people doing that. They get up to the window and they says, "Your bill's already been paid for." So who paid for it? The car in front of you. 
They don't know who it was. But just those little acts of kindness. And this has happened to me. I was in Walmart line one day. The lady was in front of me, you know. And I, I think I might have had about 80 something dollars worth of stuff on the conveyor belt. And when I got to the register, the cashier says, the lady paid for your stuff. I says, what? So I saw her out in the parking lot. I says, hey, thank you, but you didn't have to do that. She says, oh, I just want to do a random act of kindness today. It's wow. Given of oneself. Give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together and runneth over. For with the same measure you meet, it's coming back. Keep on casting your bread upon the water. Soon it's going to come back on every wave. Amen. God cannot lie. He's got to fulfill his word. Amen. Be a mentor. Number two, be a mentor. Give of your time and talents can be invaluable. Just spending a little time to listen to to a, a young person or someone else to help them to have an understanding of God's word or to, to direct them, to put them on the right path can make all the difference in, in, the, in their lives. Say, you never know who is getting ready to throw in the towel or quit or give up. You know, but by you just being that listening ear and willing to help them as a mentor to them can direct them and get them in the right paths. Amen. So look for those kind of programs to be involved in. Number three, show up. Amen. If you say you're going to be somewhere, show up. Uh, it's important. You know, your presence, just your presence is a gift. Amen. And you look around and you see that individual, you go, wow. You know? That's why I'm always smiling when Michaela walked through the door. Every time she shows up, she's a bright sunlight. <laughs> Amen. So just show up. Presence doesn't always need to be a person. Sometimes a phone call can make a difference. When someone comes on your mind sometime, send them a text. Give them a call. Just to say, I was just thinking about you. You know, talk to them. Things of encouragement. Amen. Choose charities thoughtfully. Number four, when given time and resources to charity, take the opportunity sometimes to to read about that charity that you're given to. See what they do. You know, so that you're given for the right cause. In today's world, with all kinds of scams and spams and everything. You know, you want to review these things. Not only will you get an opportunity uh, to learn about them, but you can also have the opportunity to pray for them. And there might be other areas that you can help in without financial. A lot of people will tell you, you know, pray for me. So if you know what to pray for, you know, it can be just as effective as giving a thousand dollars. Because you're going to give of yourself. You are making a commitment to pray. That's like the first of the year when Sister Linda always have us to choose missionaries and stuff. Pray for them. Contact them. What is she doing? Giving of yourself. That's what you're doing. See? When you contact that missionary, you never know what they're going through on the foreign soil. 
because the world is becoming lonely. And I can tell you from being a missionary across the seas, sometimes to get a letter from home or get a phone call from home or get an email from home, sometimes it makes all the difference in the world. You know, just to know that someone is thinking about you. Amen. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. As Paul says in Colossians 3.17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Amen. It will make a difference and it will help you grow in the things of God. Amen. One of the biggest things we find about self-destruction, you know, is force incompetence. Think about it. You know what force incompetence is? You don't want to do something, so you don't use your intellect to do it. In other words, you, when you don't want to do something, you, you make excuses why you can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I can't do that. You're forcing yourself to do that. Because in Christ, everything's good. Remember? There was nothing bad made. It was all good. Every day God says it was good. And the sixth day he says it's very good. That's when you and I were made. So we're very good. See? The world tries to say, you're bad. No, you're good. Until God calls you bad, you're good. Okay? (laughs) Just remember that. See? And so you have to allow God to develop and use you. I'm not going to ever become anything if I don't give myself away so he can use me. Look at David. When David came to the battlefield and to face Goliath, what did David say? He said, you come to me with a sword and a spear and shield, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, whom you defile. This day, God will deliver you into my hands. You know, think about it. He was young, but he didn't see himself as young. You know why he didn't see himself as young? Because David had already been known to be the king of Israel. And the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, where the words of a king is, there's power. So when David came to Goliath, he was already anointed to be the king of Israel. So when he opened his mouth and said, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, Goliath was already defeated. See? He allowed himself to be used. My God, he gave himself away. He was willing to sacrifice himself for Israel, the nation. See, when we sacrifice ourselves, what does Romans 12 says? I beseech you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, that be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, he was willing to give himself away. When we're willing to give ours, if we're not going to give ourselves away, we'll never be a living sacrifice. 
See, we got to be ready for God to use us at any moment for any purpose. When God taps you, think about Peter in Acts 10. Peter decided, man, I need to crash for a while. I need to take a break. He goes up on the roof and he's taking a break and he has a dream and all this. The sheets coming out with all these wise animals. The Lord says, get up, Peter, eat. And, 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 you know, he says, oh, I've never eaten anything uncommon and unclean. You know? Three times. But what happened? When he wakes up, God says, don't call anything uncommon and unclean, which I have cleaned, right? And then Peter realized there's three guys down here waiting for him. You know? He could have said, no, I'm not going. But he says, what do you want? He said, well, our master Cornelius sent us to get you. <laughs> so Peter went down there. And he says, I want to know what you sent for me for. He said, well, three, four days ago I was praying and the angel appeared to me and said, send, get you. You can tell me what I need to do. But if Peter had not given himself away to be used by God, he could have never went. Because the Jews had no dealings with the Gentiles. But he went, <coughs> excuse me, and he preached unto them Christ. And the Bible says, as Peter began to preach, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. And those that came with Peter was astonished that it heard them because they began to speak with other tongues and magnify God. And Peter says, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which has received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them. To be baptized. But notice, it starts with giving himself away. When did he give himself away? From the first time Jesus walked by the sea and he was casting his net, Jesus says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Peter had a choice to make right then. Am I going to give myself away to be used by God or am I going to stay here and catch fish? He gave himself away the same way the rest of them did. And what happened? They turned their world upside down. What is God wanting to do with you? What has he got planned for you? That's right. It's unimaginable. Isaiah, I mean, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, to give you an expected end. See, God already knows what he wants to do. In his time, he will make all things beautiful. But you've got to step away from you. The Bible says a good man is satisfied from himself. See, you have to take a step away from you. It can't be about you. It's got to be about him. God, what would you have me to do? And when you give yourself away to him, he'll make all things beautiful. Amen. And his time. Amen. So you don't want to self-destruct. That's not what he made you for. He made you to be powerful, beautiful in his kingdom, in his time. Amen. So we have to give ourselves away so God can use us. Amen. We need to be allow him because if I give myself away, watch how he uses, watch how he develops, watch how he brings things through your life. He will personally blow your mind when you give yourselves away. You know, he he's got so much for you. 
What is he saying? Is First Corinthians two nine. I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for him that love him. See, what is he holding back? Because you're not giving yourself away. Yeah, yeah. You hold back, and he's just waiting. So he can use you for his kingdom and for his purpose. Amen. To give you a good and expected end. This is what what God wants out of us. See, when I can let him use me. Uh, Think about Abraham. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, he offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, and whom it says, In Isaac shall thy seed be called. Account it. Amen. That God was able to raise him from the dead from which he had received them in a figure. Think about it. Abraham had waited 25 years for Isaac. And what happened? He was willing to give him away. But God raised him up. And he was a figure of Jesus Christ. Think about it. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. See? Think about Ruth. Think about Esther. Think about the patriarchs of old. They was willing to give of themselves. Amen. To sacrifice for the kingdom of God. And Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 verse 17 through 32. And I'm going to probably wrap it up here real quick here. Mark chapter 10 verse 17 through 32. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came running and kneeled and down to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou likest, go thy way, Sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up thy cross, and follow me. And he was sad at thy saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around about, and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples was astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus looked upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, not, but not with God. For, God. for with God all things are possible. 
Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. Then Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that have left house, or brethren, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children, or land for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Amen. And they were in the way going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went before them, and they were amazed and as they followed, and they was afraid. And he took again the twelve and began to tell them what things should happen unto him. Now think about that. What did Jesus say? When you leave, you give yourself away for the kingdom. You're going to get a whole lot more in this life, this life right now, in this present life. He says you will get a hundredfold in this life and then in the life to come, eternal life. Amen. But it requires us to give ourselves away so he can use us. I give myself away. I give 